0: The hard shoulder with Kieran Cotty
1: with Nissan on News Talk.
0: Uh, you might remember that as soon as the war broke out in Ukraine uh, well over 12 months ago back in the end of February uh, 2022 immediately there was talk of providing modular housing uh, in this country um, to provide shelter for Ukrainians fleeing that war well it's finally happening what 16 months after the fact uh, the first modular housing site uh, opening in Mahon in Cork City um, it's going to accommodate ultimately not that site ultimately modular housing will accom- uh, accommodate 2,800 uh, Ukrainians uh, Paul Trevo is with me the owner of Trevaux restaurant in Canarny in County Kerry. Paul, you're welcome to the show. Um, am I right in thinking that when it comes to this provision of, of housing and provision of services, you think the government of their priorities wrong?
2: Uh, no, no, not at all, Ciarán. Thanks very much for having us on. The, the, what I have an issue with, what the, which I've been quite vocal on Twitter about, is that uh, the amount of tourist accommodation that we've given um, to asylum seekers, refugees, that's having a serious knock-on effect with uh, businesses throughout the entire country. Started off with Killarney being one of the first towns that welcomed in so many uh, Ukrainian refugees. And that just uh, grew and grew. And now to a point where there's about 40% of the accommodation in Killarney. There's up to some towns where there's up to 80, 90% of their tourist Accommodation is gone. And whilst that might be fine for the hotels that are doing it, our Airbnbs, our guest houses, and also for the ones that aren't doing it because obviously supply and demand, the problem is is for the businesses in the town, the bars, the restaurants, the nightclubs, the small shops, uh, the taxi drivers, the painting decorators, everybody that's a, that depends on tourism mm. is having their livelihoods yet again in, uh, put into serious jeopardy. And that's, that's my problem. So when we hear that modular homes are coming in, I, look, I, I don't think that there's an issue with saying, you know, how couldn't we do this before and why all of a sudden are we now able to do it so fast? How are we wavering planning permission to, to make sure that this happens? I don't think it's that much of an issue to turn around and say, that, that's great, and by all means welcome in as many of the uh, Ukrainian refugees, the genuine re- uh, Ukrainian refugees that we can. But we also must look at, at some of our own vulnerable, some of our own homeless, homeless as well. I don't think that's too much of a of an ask uh, for our government to do. But my main issue, and I can't stress this enough, my main issue is that the amount of tourist accommodation that we have given uh, to refugees and asylum seekers is having a colossal knock-on effect to businesses, small family-run businesses throughout the entire country. What
0: impact is it going to have in Killarney, do you suspect, this summer?
2: Well, we're down anywhere from 35 to 40%. What we're seeing now is, I mean, Killarney is, like, we're very lucky in Killarney. It's, it's known as the tourism capital of, as Michael Healy-Ray would say, the world for a reason. i will say Ireland's definitely. What we offer is from everything from a camping site right up to one of the finest five-star hotels you'll find anywhere in the world. We've, we, we're very well known for offering great service, great produce, but what we have now, as I said, is a 40% drop in, in accommodation available to people that want to come to Killarney, which unfortunately puts up the price of what's left What I think is going to happen, and what is definitely happening already, is that the tour operators for next year, and already for some for this year, but definitely for next year, are saying, not so sure we put Killarney on the list because we just can't get in there. So for one example, I had two groups that came in to me every single Friday. It was about anywhere from 40 to 60 people, from pretty much mid-April up until the end of May. i have lost them all for June, July, and August. This is just one tour operator because they could not get accommodation for their two coaches on, those, on, those, on that particular day for the three months of the summer. Paul, so that's I've, just me. Yeah. That's just one small tour operator. That's just one small group and that's just one knock-on effect. For me, myself personally, there's other... Obviously, they go into the shops. They go into the local bars. They use the taxis, getting home. They go to the Jarvis. They use all the great services and facilities that we have here available in mm-hmm. Clarnie, which means businesses are anywhere from 25 to 40% down for the year before we've even started. Uh,
0: uh, Brendan Ogle, the uh, trade union activist uh, and housing activist as well, is with us. Uh, Brendan, you must feel for people like Paul involved in the tourist trade or certainly who survive uh, on the back of the tourist trade who are going to suffer this summer.
1: I absolutely do, Um, Kieran And Paul has just put across a very coherent case, much more coherent than his online case. Um, I responded to, to Paul yesterday, which is why I got the invite to, to talk to you this evening, um, when he, he said yesterday that for the first time in his life he was ashamed of his government uh, and he he evidenced as the reason for that shame uh, the building of these modular homes. Now, apart from the rather obvious point, if Paul's problem is people taking up tourist accommodation, refugees taking up tourist accommodation, and I accept what he says, that is a major problem, then I don't see how... Proving them from tourist accommodation into modular homes is a problem it seems to me to be a solution um but really the issue here is that there are uh, that certainly businesses are struggling with uh, tourist accommodation being used up but we have a war in europe we're not talking about normal times here mm. we have the displacement just in the ukraine case we have the displacement of 8.2 million ukrainians and you know, in Ireland, we've taken 78,000. We are 17th uh, on the list of countries. Little countries like Lithuania and Estonia have taken as much as us. Now, we've taken a lot. There's no doubt about that. There's, and, and, and tourist accommodation has been used up. And it's the wrong accommodation. And it's taken the government too long to get this modular housing in place. My problem with the modular housing I, and I say this as somebody who has advocated for the Irish homeless long before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine yeah. uh, and, and, and it suddenly was activated by it um, for whatever reason. My problem with the modular housing is there's too little of it. It's taken too long. We need more of it. We need it quicker and we need to get Ukrainian refugees and other asylum seekers and the Irish homeless into proper accommodation, not tourist hotel accommodation. After all, Paul may, may may not remember this, but when I was involved in the Apollo House uh, occupation of 2017, Simon Colgney was the Minister for Housing. He publicly promised, including on this show, George Hook at the time, that he would have people out of hotels within six months. He then ran off to be the Minister for Foreign Affairs, forgot all about it. And Paul has outlined what's been happening to tourist accommodation since. So I share Paul's view of the problem in the tourist industry. He's absolutely right. But we have a war and we need more modular housing and we need it quicker. And I don't see why Paul would be against it.
0: Uh, Paul, I'm not sure, Paul, you are against more modular housing, but you, 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 your issue is simply the impact this is going to have this summer on business, is it?
2: Yeah, but uh, first of all, it's important to let Brendan know I do have a memory, so I, I can remember exactly what he's talking about there. I also know that we've had quite a few wars in Europe, and, and I, I have three Croatian people working with me now at the moment, and everybody will remember 20, 20-odd years ago when they had the huge war in their own country, and there, there was none of this, Kieran. and, and what I'm just asking is, I, I put out a list of questions on, on, on my tweet, you know, and uh, it got a huge reaction, and a, an insane amount of likes to it, so I'm not the only person who's thinking this. Like, I mean, like, you know, how all of a sudden has, has this just happened? You know, like, why all of a sudden are we doing this, jumping through hoops? And it's great, don't get me wrong. Of course we need to extend help and, and, and support for as many genuine refugees that we can as well. But, I mean, there is a huge issue when you bring... And, and we have our Taoiseach who's coming out saying that communities don't get to have a say with who moves into their towns and in, into their villages. I mean, like, what kind of nonsense is that, that you don't, have to, you don't get to have a say as to who's moving into your towns and villages? It is having an absolute dramatic impact on tourism, on businesses in this country and we're only going to see it from this winter going forward when the likes of warehouse debt is uh, is going to come in next April or so. So anybody who has currently got their warehouse debt, how in the name of God are they going to be able to pay this year's revenue debt, let alone revenue debt from down in COVID when we were closed? It's going to have an absolute huge effect. And what do we do? Do we just turn around and say, well, okay, these businesses have to close. Sorry about that, guys. There's absolutely my issue, nothing to do with the hotel or accommodation that's taking in the refugees, nothing to do with the refugees or genuine asylum seekers that are coming into the country. My issue is with this government, full stop, that didn't think a single day passed when they made the decision of saying, come on into Ireland, don't worry about passports, don't worry about documentation come on in, we'll take you in and we'll get you accommodated immediately. They had no insight as to what this was going to do to businesses in this country and it's absolutely
1: killing them right
0: now. I I started with Paul. Brendan, a final word to you?
1: Well, look, we've just got out of Paul a a small selection of the sort of tropes that he's using out, undocumented, so-called refugees. Every single person who has come to this country from Ukraine, every single one, bar none, is here for genuine reasons. Now, it is dreadful. We are not equipped. The government have handled it slowly. They've handled it poorly. On that, we can all agree. But there is nothing has happened in our lifetimes on this scale in Europe. Thank God we are not shaming ourselves like the Irish government shamed itself in in, in failing to support those persecuted by the Nazis in World War II. Thank God we are sticking up for the people being persecuted by the fascists in Moscow on this occasion. And let's have more housing. Let's have more... uh, Modular Housing and Paul on your Twitter. Let's have less far right tropes, please.
0: Paul Travaux, owner of Travaux's Restaurant in Killarney County, Kerry. Brendan Ogle, trade union activist, housing activist. Gentlemen, thank you both very much for joining me.
1: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.